All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Not Just the Phase. Uh, today's host is me, Rob. <laughs> okay, cut that out. That was terrible. We'll do that again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Not Just the Phase. Today's guest is the band Fluoride from New York. Wow, I'll do that again too. All right. So don't worry about blowing it, guys, because this, uh, this is what happens here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Not Just the Face. Today's guest is New York's fastest, noisiest, grindiest band, Fluoride. They create the most dizzying whirlwind of power violence you'll ever hear. And throughout the chaotic assault of hyperspeed terror, you will hear the shrieking vocals of Susie piercing the mix. And occasionally the band allows a small section of a song or two to slow down for just long enough to let you catch your breath before they rip it right back out of the fucking room. So it is not for everybody, and it's certainly not for the faith of heart. Um, oh, cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> we need like a chopping block. Uh, <laughs> oh, just like this is Rick. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, my name is Rick. Uh, I play guitar in Fluoride. And I'm Susie, and I'm the vocalist in Fluoride. And this is this is uh, coming up as Degrade, and you're listening to Not Just Bass. So, uh, can you guys please state your name and what role you played in the band for the listeners? Yeah, uh, my name is Rick. Uh, I play guitar. Um, my name is Susie, and I do vocals. All right. So, I don't know if you guys have heard the show before, but I usually like to start the show by asking how you guys got your start. Um, can you recall your first introduction to punk rock or any underground music genres? Um, I don't know how... At least for me, I don't know how I started exactly. Um, I mean, you can kind of like stumble upon it like anything else. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, just like starting out with like 
standard. Um, I think I, like, I was into like the crust and stuff when I was a kid, like all rotten and uh, crass and, and stuff like that. Um, and then kind of, you know, get into like heavier stuff and, you know, power violence later on and even like screamo and stuff later on. Um, uh, you know, mostly like DIY stuff. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, kind of like a standard, you know, intro story, <laughs> not, not anything like too, like, I didn't really have anyone like to like show me anything. So it wasn't anything, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you, did you stumble across this sort of stuff on the internet or did a friend show you or like? Oh, for me, I actually, uh, I have a more, uh, I guess, personal thing. So I grew up near New Brunswick, New Jersey, which uh, has a really great DIY scene. So I would go as a kid and just like watch all these cool bands. And when I was like, I want to do that when I'm older. And I guess that was like my first introduction to punk and DIY and like this whole world of stuff. It's cool that you were fortunate enough to have a nice scene around the area. It's nice. I'm very lucky for that. And so are you, are you both from uh, the same place there, Rick? No, I, um, I grew up in South Jersey, um, but I went to school in New Brunswick. Um, so that's like where I met Susie and that's like, that's where we, um, started out. Um, then we, you know, we like ended up moving, uh, like at, once I finished, um, but yeah, it was, it was a good place to, uh, especially like as a starting out band, um, it's a great place to start. Like we even had, uh, you know, we had a, like a, a house there, we'd have shows. So it was like, we could just kind of nice. you know, do our own thing. And there wasn't like a huge scene for what we were doing, but you know, you can just make it. And eventually like, if there's a place to play, bands will start. So that's kind of, that's kind of what happened. If you build it, they will come, as they said. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> was it a high school? Are you guys talking college? Like, what school? It's a, it's a college town. So okay. it's uh, Rutgers University is there. So there's always been, like, a really big history of, like, DIY bands playing there. And, like, when we got there, we just kind of, like, took our turn at having a house and playing in a band. But And it's still happening now. So it's a really nice, long history of punk. So, so now I'm curious. It wasn't on my questions list, but what were you guys in school for? Uh, I went for um, English literature and philosophy. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm actually still in school, but I'm going to school for education. I mean, we all go to school for education. <laughs> you be a teacher. <laughs> oh, okay. My apologies. <laughs> Forgive, my smart, Forgive my smart ass bullshit. Joking. I was joking, but I also didn't know what you actually, <laughs> I didn't know what you meant specifically. Yeah. I, I should have uh, specified. <laughs> I'm very tired. No, it, it made perfect sense. I'm just not the brightest. I need a little more education. <laughs> so it's a, uh, it's what's um, fucking it up. Very good. Cool. All right. So you guys are both in the same area now, correct? Uh, sort of. Um, kind of. So Susie, Susie and I lived in Philly, uh, the last couple years. Um. Then I was like living in New York for a bit. Um, then after the pandemic, like when the pandemic started, I kind of I like moved back to Philly just because it's New York sucks right now. Um, our drummer lives in in Brooklyn, um, so we're kind of like all over the place right now. Uh, what would be some of your favorite local acts from your area, there, Rick? Um, in huh? In um, Philly? yeah, in 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 Philly. Uh, Probably like like backslider. Soul glow. Uh, yeah, soul glow. Um, nice, nice. In the, in Jersey, we're kind of we're a we're a tri-state band. <laughs> um, but uh, so like uh, Sunrot is sick. 
Um, Gel. Yeah. Um, Who else? New York has a bunch of good bands. Kaleidoscope. Um, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on, on all the rest. Uh, Stimulant. Um, Are Water Torture technically from there now? They're from like Rochester, right, or something. But close enough. Close enough. <laughs> um, yeah, those are those are like our Supine. This band from Philly is really good. Um, I think that's all I can remember. What do you think? I'm sure we're forgetting a bunch of bands, but that's yeah. all I can think of right now. I'm sure there's a friend of fan or something. It's been a while since we've been to shows, so there yeah, are no, God, no, one, <laughs> no one's judging by any means. Jesus, I, I'm sure it's been the. I don't know all those bands either. Actually, Water Torture is a pretty fucking hilarious name. I'm gonna check that out. Oh, they're great. Oh, they're sick, yeah. Yeah, I gotta check out all those bands when I listen back to it. It's cool. It's a good list. Um, it's quite obvious that the, there's a lot of heavy bands out there. It's a very saturated scene for heavy music, but there's very few bands that have a female vocalist. Like the the amount of bands that have like a male vocalist in, in the heavy music scene far outnumber the amount of bands that have a female vocalist. So I, I wanted to ask you, Susie, since you're on the show, I started seeing the term a couple years ago, uh, female fronted. And it's getting thrown around a lot to describe entire bands as more like a genre to explain their entire sound. So I wanted to know what your thoughts on the term was. Does it does it bum you out? Does it feel like it pigeonholes you, or do you give a shit at all? Or no, I feel like I probably would have answered this question differently like a few years ago when we first started. I think it was at the time like I don't like the like the term like the terminology of like a female fronted, but I think it was like nice to get together with other bands with like kind of like-minded ideas but I don't like it, it seems that sometimes it can be like kind of used in like a patronizing way which I'm not a fan of and I also don't like it as like a genre marker because like obviously women exist in every different genre so I don't really like it in that sort of way but I, I think it bringing bands together that have like like-mindedness is probably a good thing right okay yeah, I found it, it was nice to, you know, it, it clearly separates as a completely different vocal pitch, but to say female fronted, there's so many different, you know, yeah, punk fans with a female vocalist. Like it's how, productive you know? because like, I mean, like, as like men have a range and women also have a range, it's kind of, it just doesn't really make sense as like a genre marker. Fair enough. Uh, so question for you while we're on the topic of your vocals, how did you figure out you could scream? You just like self-taught I, like, or? <laughs> I just wanted to do it because like I've like been into like I was like super into like grindcore and power violence and like we like Rick and I wanted to like start a band and like I just was like I'm just gonna do it and I guess it just worked so I, I don't I like don't know how to scream still like I'm just still figuring it out but. <laughs> just hoping for the best when you grab that microphone. It's worked. <laughs> Whatever method that I came up with, like on my own, works fine for me. But I'm not like, I don't, I've never like tried to like study how to do it or anything. Okay, cool. It's changed yeah. quite a bit. That's true. Started, I, right? I think I have gotten better, but I, it wasn't, when I started out, it was, uh, it was a little rocky. All right, cool. Because uh, I remember when I first got into screaming music, um, my first vocalist, my old band, he was screaming, I was like, how do you do that without blowing out your fucking vocal cords? It's and he was so hard. He was trying to explain it and like how he breathes to do it, and he couldn't explain it in words. My so I, I love asking people, like, how the fuck did you figure out how to do this, you know? like 
I think my like epiphany with like figuring out how to do vocals well is like I used to scream really loud and lose my voice but then I was like oh you know I can scream but also do it quietly and the mm. mic does all the work so that was like really like my big turning point when like figuring out how to scream yeah you don't have to go full out the whole you don't time actually now. have to like scream as loud as like the microphone <laughs> just blow it up <laughs> So what's your guys' writing process like? Um, you don't have the drummer with you right now. Rick, you're the only guitarist in the band? Uh, yeah, just the three of us. Okay. Um, for writing, um, I guess it kind of depends. Um, it's actually been a really long time since we've written any songs, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, usually, like, uh, um, you know, I would just kind of try to play around with, with different riffs and stuff, um, and pretty typical stuff. Um, Susie actually, usually like I, would, I would write something and kind of show Susie it and she actually kind of has like some input, like I would kind of bounce ideas off of her. Um, and then once, you know, something's kind of more put together, we'll like show it to our drummer and kind of try to like put it together and, and add different things. Um, a lot of times, you know, what you imagine at first ends up becoming something a lot different, you know, once it's all kind of put together. Um, so it's kind of, I think that's kind of mostly how it goes. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, there's only one person to write a riff. So it's like, yeah. sometimes I'll, you know, like I can even change things and not tell anyone. No one, there's, there's no one else to, as you know, long it doesn't as it's matter. like the same tempo, like we don't yeah. notice. <laughs> I was actually just going to say, it's going too fucking fast for anyone to really notice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. hear that, that note I changed? And it's like, no. <laughs> it's like, I have no idea. Well, nothing sounds better. So, I... <laughs> so as, a, as a solo guitarist in the writing process, have you guys considered a bass player or do you just prefer to not? Like, what's, what's going on with that? Uh, we've considered it. Uh, it's just easy with three people. It's like even, sure. even just getting us to practice, it's, it's, it can be a pain in the ass. Just it's... trying to get us all to have like a uh, you know, time and a schedule that, that all matches up. Um, mm. But also, like, it, it ends up becoming like, once you once you do without it, we use like a when we play live, we use I use like three amps anyway, so it's like two guitar amps and a, and like a bass rig with a um, an octave down pedal and, and like some other things to kind of smooth it out. Um, I was going to ask about that, so I'm glad you had that answer. Yeah, yeah, you kind of you end up kind of writing like when we first started, I, I just kind of wrote like whatever, um, but you end up kind of writing to in such a way that that uh Makes you know, to, the absence, yeah to kind of um accentuate the the fact it's not a bass player you can almost use it to your advantage in a way mm. um but it's um yeah we, we we've considered it but it's just never worked out yeah if, if, so, if someone if like one of our friends wanted to do it and was somehow worked out we'd consider it but at this point it's probably you know it's easier just to not do it yeah um, sure. yeah we've even like tried we've with like stuff that we've been messing around with, even trying to do things where like, like loop a guitar riff or loop a bass riff or something, and then pl like play guitar over that and try to like make it so that there's almost like, you know, more dynamics in, the, in that way. Um, but I guess you'll see if that works out when yeah. we record next. <laughs> if you hear bass, it works. If you don't, then just <laughs> Right. Yeah, from playing in bands and now that I'm interviewing bands, I know how much of a pain in the ass it is to get everybody in the same room. I think we've tried to book this, what, three times now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming out, guys. <laughs>
absolute pleasure to have you on the show finally. Um, so yeah, I can understand getting everybody in the same room is, it's half the battle for most practices, right? Really yeah. is. Yeah, now it's just, we just do the two of us most of the time. Um, so it's extra easy, you know, as long as two of us have time. It's, uh, yeah, I don't need to be there for practice as long as I have like recordings to like work with. So right. as long as the two of them can get together, we're all good. So have you guys been practicing again as a band? Not a long time. But hopefully soon. So, I think last time we practiced was like February. Yeah, I of think it 2020. was. It's been a while. So that uh, that ruins my next question. I was going to say, are you guys writing new material? Fingers crossed. We're planning on it. Yeah, you'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> we have some things written, but not not like a, a anything complete. You know, like we've like some some songs. Here yeah, and there. there's some stuff to work with. Okay. So okay. That's good news. So shows are coming back. You guys are hopefully coming back as well. Do you have anything booked yet? Uh, not yet. Um, hopefully. I think we have, I think we, we were gonna play Rapid Decay Fest, but I haven't heard anything about that. <laughs> so I, I, I'm assuming that's not happening. That was gonna be, I think like this fall. Um, I don't think that was gonna be in, uh, in Binghamton, New York. Uh, yeah, I don't think that, that's happening. Like a fest in Chicago in like a, a year and a half. This <laughs> was, was booked like way sooner than we thought, but well, I mean, we kind of just agree and we're like, I guess yeah. you know, if we have to, something comes up, I guess we'll, we'll figure just it out. let them know. But. but yeah, hopefully in the fall, we'll be able to start playing again, like once we can get back to practicing. But as of now, since we haven't practiced in so long, we don't have anything booked. True, okay, fair enough. So when you guys do come back, who haven't you played with that you would love to share a stage with? Mm. Who are you dying to play with that you haven't played with? Probably Cloud Rat. We've been yeah. wanting to play with them I'm for sick. so long. They are sick. And we finally had a show booked with them, I think like right before like the pandemic hit and it just got canceled. So I hope we can uh, do that soon. Oh, bummer. What, what about you, Rick? You got oh, something bummer. on the, the dream list? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Um, Thank you. I wrote it myself. <laughs> I wrote it myself. <laughs> uh, I think they're, I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, it'd be cool to play with like Iron Lung. Oh yeah. That'd be a cool one. I'd like to go out to the West Coast anyway. Um, that or like... Uh, like water torture. Yeah. Stimulant. We've been like there's like European bands like uh, uh, Suffer or like um, I don't know, someone like that. I would love to play with Supper. Uh, so my buddy who got me into your band, uh, shout out to Ryan, good dude. He's pretty much the guy who got me into punk in general when I was a young kid. Uh, he mentioned you guys have been to Canada, but neither of us got to see it. <laughs> we have. I'm pissed about that. <laughs> I guess that you're not coming back anytime soon. Do you have plans to? Uh, when we Please? play, we'll go. <laughs> yeah. Our, okay. We'd love yeah. to come. Where where were you guys when you came to Canada? Uh, it was some venue in in Toronto. It was um, called I think it was called the Transat Club. It was for a uh, new friends fest. Oh, nice. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Are are you um where in Canada are you? Oh, I'm just maybe an hour outside of Toronto, in a little hick town. Okay. So nice. not too, not far away. But yeah, I said you guys came through, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah, we're on the <laughs> east coast, so we're not too far from like Ontario. True, true. Fair enough. What would you guys like to achieve as a band? 
Like, is there a certain stage you want to play to feel like you've quote unquote made it? Or is there a specific goal that would make you all feel accomplished as a band? Um, we were actually, we were talking about this earlier when you sent these to us. Um, I think we kind of had different answers, but we're, at least like for me, I'm not like a, I think it'd be more like, like being able to play in, in, uh, in like, in more different countries. So like, I think if, if we could play in like Russia, you know, and, and have people show up, some, like, <laughs> 10 people show up, I feel like that would be a point where it's like, you know, you feel like, uh, you know, you've kind of amassed some kind of um, audience, but I think yeah. like not really um, so much set on, you know, like playing big stages or with like bigger bands necessarily. It's more about like... Um, just like building community and having fun playing music and kind of like just creating like music that we're proud of. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think that's like we, when we started, at least for me, it was like the first thing we wanted to do was go on tour and we ended up doing it like a few months after we started. Um, probably way before we were even ready, but I think just jumping into it like that was ended up being good <laughs> things. We ended up, you know, being able to do it quite a bit, and uh, we've made I, some like great friends just being able to tour, and it kind of like helped us in the long run, just like making connections. For yeah. Sure. You guys just cut out there. Oh, can you hear oh, us? Oh, no, you're good now. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> so you guys have toured a lot, eh? so like. What's uh What's some of your favorite show or tour memories you guys have had so far? Ooh, that's a good one. The this we went we were in um we toured in Europe a couple years ago. Um, we, just, we played a bunch of squats in in Germany, which was really cool. Um, like I wish that I wish that we had setups like that here. Yeah, um, that was great. Yeah, the, the DIY scene it, it's similar in um like in culture, but just the spaces are so much different there. Like you'll play in in the basement of some building that was like. 300 years old or something that's and cool. uh yeah cool. it was really cool just like seeing that like being there and seeing like, the architecture of some of the places that we were playing in was incredible because it's so different from what we're used to playing here yeah it sounds like some historical shit they're playing in old buildings like that's cool yeah, yeah. it was really cool i don't think there's anything funny i don't think it's been a while since yeah i feel like I know. I, 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 I hate doing this right now because all the bands that I'm like, hey, what's your favorite like show or tour memory? They're like from what you know, lifetime ago. Like, I yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah, I think like that we played one time with this. I mean, this isn't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to like uh, make, making fun. I'm not making fun. We're we're just we're just we're just joking around here, but. <laughs> We played with a band who didn't have any songs. Like, I think they might have had three songs written. Um, but they just, it was like a very last minute, like a band just dropped. And we got the promoter, like, some high school kids who, like, could play instruments. That was an experience. And they just, they show up, um, and they play, like, the three songs they've written, which was probably, like, four minutes total. Um, sick, and sick. then they just stop, and, and there's, like, and he's like, is that, is that it? And they're like, yeah, those are the only, only songs you have. And it's like, well, can you, can you, uh, can you do anything else? He's like, well, he's like, well, we've just been making up songs. And he's like, we've been making them up. He's like, yeah, the last, uh, yeah, we made up the last two. So like they were just making, they knew, like one song and were just made up songs in the spot. And then he's like, well, can you do like 10 more minutes? And then they just talked like, yeah, they were just They were jamming. just like fucking around. And we were, just, like, we were there we're like, what are you, what are you been and, and we were, I think, I don't even remember where we were. It's like, we travel all the way here. <laughs> That's amazing. It was, it was fun though. You gotta start. 
You gotta start somewhere. That band one day is gonna be like, yo, we played our first show with Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> we did a good job for making up songs. Hey man, four minutes, that's like half a whole power balance album, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for like a non-grind band, it's, it's uh, short. <laughs> If you guys could see one band do a reunion show, who would it be and why? I think we actually have the same answer for this. Oh yeah, we do. Probably the Orchid. Um, nice! Yeah. Nice! Either that or uh, um, maybe like, or I was going to say like uh, Gasp or something, I guess they play now. Yeah, um, we saw that. Them like, yeah, the reunion. Yeah. Well, Otherwise, um, <laughs> definitely like orchid. dystopia or something. Dystopia, orchid, very cool, very cool. So, uh, since you mentioned a screamo band, did, have you guys? Did you guys actually check out the show before you agreed to come on it? Uh, we embarrassingly did not. Um, <laughs> Life has uh, been weird lately. It's been <laughs> hard. That's cool. I don't. I don't listen to podcasts. Um, and a lot of the bands I ask if they've listened to the show, they're like, honestly, no. I just said yes. But you mentioned Orchid, so I had to ask because we have had a lot of Screamo bands on the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so that's why I asked. You guys into Screamo at all? I mean, oh, yeah. Outside of Orchid, yeah. Had, uh, yeah. We, uh, oh. we actually bonded over Screamo like a lot when first uh, when we first met and first starting like Fluoride. I think that was like a pretty big influence on our music. Very nice. Very nice. That's badass. I did not expect that, to be honest. <laughs> like, uh, I. I, I I saw on the band camp, like, one of the tags was emo violence, and I was like, maybe they just throw it up there because, like, it screamed vocals over fucking... We love, know. like, like combat wounded veteran and, like, yes. bands like that that are, like, kind of on, like, the grindy side of yes. Screamo, so I feel like that's more where, like, the influence comes from. Yeah, and I, I hear that, and I feel that, too. Like, you, you're sir, you sir, I can't fucking say it, synapses. I can't fucking talk. Oh, yeah, you're sir, oh, synapse. Thank you. Yeah. That's the one, right, in combat, like, that's... <laughs> 
That's the that's the good shit. That's yeah, they're great. So we're talking about good music, but what's the most embarrassing, shameful, or cringy music that you guys listen to? <laughs> and be honest with yourselves and the fans listening, please. This, this one, we actually, it, we had a really funny <laughs> conversation about it this morning. We were like, we were both like, I don't, we don't listen to anything cringy. It's like everything that I listen to, I like. Like nothing but is then, we realize that we sometimes listen to folk punk. Um, so oh. that's... <laughs> You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, it's like the cringiest music you can listen to. As a fan of folk punk, I'd have to agree. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree. What were you guys into? Um, like Defiance Ohio and... Nice. Uh, like Mischief Brew. Nice. I think it has like a nostalgic effect. I think it's the kind of thing like you would never, if you, you, I don't think many people like get into it when they're older. I think it's something like yeah. you listen to when you're like a teenager or whatever. I think if I you... heard it now, it wouldn't have the same effect. But since I like liked it so much when I was a teenager, I feel like I still like will go back to it. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I got into Defiance Ohio and like Johnny Hobo and shit like that when I was in my 20s. So I don't have the teenager nostalgia to it, but yeah. it holds up. I think yeah. it, I think it, I can I can say on the record, I think it holds up. <laughs> <laughs> he says hastily. <laughs> There's got to be something cringier than folk punk. I mean, I I don't think folk punk's that cringe. You got no pop music in there, no EDM, no. I like pop music, but I feel like I don't find it to be like cringy. I don't know. I'm not like a huge pop fan. Like I probably couldn't really name like that many artists, but like I do enjoy listening to it. Fair enough. There's nothing, nothing else in that closet there. Maybe some ska music. Not as grateful dead. Is that cringy? Uh, no. To me, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> definitely that. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe like twinkly emo. Oh, definitely. Cringy? Oh, God, yeah, like yeah. snowing. Like, is that cringy? The snowing's great, but yeah. I, mean, I love snowing, but like, I'm sorry, snowing. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Snowing, if you're listening, I love you. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're not listening, but it's cool. <laughs> I like to pretend. Yeah, <laughs> Music is subjective. Everything is technically cringy to some degree. think of off the top of your head that you know affected your writing style? Uh, you know, I, I like don't really remember originally. 
Um, but definitely, like when we first started, it was definitely like gasp, water torture. Um, uh, like his hero is gone. Um, trying to think what else. Definitely, definitely Orchid. Um, not sure how much it comes across, but then in uh, like Thou. Um, I can't think of who else. Just a big but, yeah, like, group of influences. Yeah, I think like, yeah, that's I think what we were listening to then. It's been, yeah, what, what do you have any, anything? Or I mean, for vocals, it's kind of like just whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, uh, there's certain vocalists that I really like, but I feel like I, I definitely want to try and do like my own thing and whatever fits with our music for the most part. It's hard to be, uh, I guess, uh, influenced by another vocalist because like you kind of really can't change the way that like the what your voice sounds and I guess like yeah I don't know <laughs> no I understand what you're saying especially with the, with screaming you know there's only so yeah. much like your voice is your voice at the end of the day right? and I'm sure there are some people who can control the way their screaming sounds but I'm not one of those people <laughs> <laughs> what's uh, some of your favorite uh, female vocalists or male vocalists or who, who like who, who are you admiring Hmm. Yeah. I I really like like Orchid's vocalist. I like like screamo vocals. I like mm. I really like the vocalist from Cloud Rat. Mm. That's probably like I guess like a more modern influence. But I guess uh, Mindless. Yeah, Mindless is a really good one. Uh, also like some old power violence bands like for just like sort of a style like I I like uh, like the vocal style of like Infest and nice. Baz and I guess bands like that. I think this is the first mention of any power violence I've had on the show, so that's that's awesome. I've <laughs> <laughs> done that. Cool. Talk about impasse and shit. That's great. A good uh, writing technique. This is what this is what I always use. This is a, a big, um, big fluoride's big secret. It's, it's patent pending. <laughs> um, listen to music in like a really loud area, like on a bus or something. Um, and if and just you're not going to hear exactly what's being played, and just listen for what you think is happening, and then try to mimic that. And it's and it's it's a way of you can rip people off without actually. It's not there. It's usually not the same as what it actually is. So you can be. It's, it's, a, it's a way to like trick yourself into getting influence. We rip off what you think you hear, which is part of your own, you know, it's part of your own intellect. I think that's. <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if it's not note for note, fuck it, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah right. <laughs> it's, it's a passage of ideas. 
I just discovered how noise bands write their shit, apparently on loud <laughs> buses, and then they try to recreate it somehow. <laughs> Freaking of the wheel. It's like, oh, that was really impactful for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one, one day I'll do a noise chord band and ask them what influences that. <laughs> Construction sites, um, <laughs> my chainsaw. Air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> Broken utilities. Um, <laughs> feedback, I really like feedback. <laughs> feedback lately. <laughs> You guys are big fans of feedback, right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of in and out of every song. <laughs> it is funny the way that, like, when you when you listen to songs enough, you can recognize feedback. Like, you know, when you do songs that start out with feedback, like you can recognize what songs we play oh, just absolutely. by the feedback. I'm the like, beginning. I'll hear feedback. I'm like, oh, this is a glue song. <laughs> there's there's a specific feedback note I've noticed um, at the beginning of certain songs, and I'm thinking it's because they're all in the same like key when they're tuned. But like I can literally name like five songs where the first note, like the first pitch of feedback, is the same. Huh. So it's like, yeah. It's probably the same tuning, or yeah. they're but, or and or they're using the same amps or something. It could be. I'm guessing it's the same tuning. I think it would have to be. Yeah, I think that's what would really impact it. Definitely not a real musician by any means, so I wouldn't fucking know. But... <laughs> yeah, neither am I. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I took a music theory class once and. Uh, <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> so there's no there's no musical theory to all the chaos you're writing there? Our drummer is actually, uh, he definitely knows about music theory, but not us. Yeah, he, our, well, he's, not on, on, he's not on the previous records, but he's our, our newer drummer. But he, he went to Berkeley, so he like, you know, he's, he'll explain to me. He's <laughs> like, you make this look like shit. <laughs> this, this guy went to Berkeley and he's drumming with you guys. Yeah. yeah. No, it's no insult to you guys, but <laughs> <laughs> what what tuning do you guys play in? Uh we used to do drop C, but the new stuff is in uh it's a half step below that, which I think is B sharp. Okay. Um, okay. But then the top string, the high E is half a step below what it should be. So I don't know what the I forget what the actual notes are. But it's it's, uh, it's, like a, it's it's so punk. What do you play? And you're like, I'm not really sure, but uh, it's low. Figuring out how to like, really operate is a band. <laughs> so oh punk. my god! So professional. I love it. Uh, what kind of gear are you running? Um, I use. Uh, I'm 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 embarrassingly into gear. Um, oh, sorry, use, you're you're embarrassingly into what? Into gear. So I I'm like oh. a. Please. <laughs> um, I use for guitar. I use a uh, uh, like a. It's um a mid. I think it's an early '70s Ampeg V4B. Um, it's the one like it's not the distortion model. It's like the ones right before that. Um, I use that and a Sun Solaris. Um, and for bass, I used to use an acoustic 370, but I sold it and don't have one right now. But I think on the record, I think on the record it's a it's a some uh, beta bass into like a really powerful power amp that makes it sound crazy. Um, you recorded acoustic bass for the records? I, I, record, I recorded a bass track. Um, oh no, because you said your amp was acoustic, was the brand. Oh no, it's, it's, it's in a brand. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, what the hell? Like yeah, I think, they, I think it's still around, but they, uh, they like made some really good like solid state bass amps. And they make everything, but they're especially known for their like solid state bass amps they made in the 70s. Interesting. Never heard of them. 
And so how do you, how do you run these? You said you had like three different amps going for when you play live, right? Yeah, so basically it's like a, there's a, everything goes into a splitter um, originally. So it goes right out of the guitar into a splitter um, and then through to, uh, for the bass, uh, the bass signal, it's like a compressor that kind of just like levels everything out and then into, um, it's like a, I think it's a Boss OC5, but it's, a, it's, it's an octave pedal that has kind of a limiter. So it'll only octave uh, below a certain note threshold. So it'll like, you can make it so that it only will bring down like the low, the two low strings or something. Um, so that way, like it doesn't, you don't end up like octaving too many uh, of the higher notes, which ends up kind of like muddying things. Um, so you kind of, it sounds like you have like a, kind of a, a bass following everything. It, it kind of has like a droney effect. Um, but when we record, we, we run the, like if, if you're, I don't know what the word for it is, but it, the bass is like right down the middle and then there's like guitars on, the, on either side. So you kind of get like the, the separation feels like a lot bigger than if it was just like, you know, two guitars and, and a bass on, like, on either side. So we only did the bass once and then the double track the guitars. Um, but it sounds like a, yeah, it's, it's complicated. It's a fucking circus, but for gearheads, I'm sure this is, this is good talk. It's easy with the, um, if you're writing something, like if, if, if anyone ever wants to start a band without a bass player, it's super easy. You just like do as much as you can with like an open, like keep the low string open and you end up getting like, uh, ends up sounding a lot more full and you get that like octave low note just to kind of fill things out. It's kind of I mean, like, you know, like Black Sabbath has that. It's, I, th I, think, I think Tony Omi was like the guy who, who started doing that. So like all the doom bands have like, when they play a chord um, that's like rooted on the A string, they just leave the, the low string open. Not, not a big fan of doom. Uh, I think that's like the fourth time it's been brought up recently too. Ugh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to each their own. That's, that's very cool. I mean, I'm curious how they separate, like, as you were saying, only the lower strings get picked up and octaved. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how it works. Um, it's really but it's, interesting. Uh, cool. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a whole lot to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I clean out every time. Susie, you got a you got a favorite microphone or something? <laughs> Whatever's there. <laughs> yeah. What, whatever the house mic is is good. Yeah, um, all of like the microphones, like when we were having shows at our house, like they were all just like these like busted old microphones. So I guess busted old microphones are my favorite. Cool. <laughs> the cheapest one at the music store or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the one that the like venue. kind of sounds like crackly because it's so old and broken. Cool. It adds to the overall tone, I guess. Yeah, right? it kind of adds to like the ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I know how you guys have that very unique tone. Obviously, it's the bass splitter and all that. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that gives it like a, it's almost like a robotic-y kind of sound, but it kind of works. Um, but if you listen to it on its own, it sounds like shit. Um, it kind of like when it's all together, kind of, you know. I'm very, like I'm very excited. I just recently copped one of your vinyls, I believe, Disentanglement. It's the 2019 one. Um, I grabbed it from Middleman Records. Shout out to them. I don't think they've been mentioned on the show yet, but they're a fantastic label. So I'm excited to hear how she's going to sound coming out of my speakers because I've really only heard you guys coming out of like my shitty AirPods. But <laughs> everything sounds different coming out of a proper speaker system, right? Oh, so yeah. I'm very, very excited to hear that. Yes, yeah, we also, we, we didn't really get it mastered. So it sounds kind of different on, <laughs> on like every different platform. So like if you use 
like headphones. It sounds different than I think in the it car should sound and... better on vinyl, though. So where did you guys record? And why didn't you master it? <laughs> we recorded uh, we, we recorded at Backroom Studios in, um, in New Jersey. Um, it's actually a really great studio. Um, we went, uh, Scott Moriarty is the, the engineer. Um, I think it's like owned by like the guy from Dillinger Escape Plan or something. Yeah, something like that. But um, <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice place. But um, uh, it didn't, I mean like ma I'm mastering, is it just like, this is like making it louder anyway. Um, and he like, yeah. he ended up, when we did the, when we did the recording, he ended up just like doing it. And we're like, this and we're like, oh, fine. it's just like, this is good enough to just put out. Like it's, it has the, the, the volume you need and everything. So, yeah, it's fine. So we're like, all right. It just, it. yeah, I guess we just like didn't. Well, I, don't, yeah. I also don't think, I think we ran, we might've ran out of money or something. Yeah, I think it was a financial thing. <laughs> <laughs> and that way we could put no bass, no masters on the, on the <laughs> album insert. So we had to do it. <laughs> Did you actually? Yeah. yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> I've never heard that slogan. I love that. No bass, no masters. That's awesome. <laughs> specifically referring to that it's not mastered. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if I don't think I came across. across well at all. And I don't even think that a lot of people know that we don't have a bass player because it sounds kind of bassy. Uh, yeah, honest, honestly, I kind of heard it in the sound. Like before I even looked you guys up, I was like, I feel like there's not a bass player in there because the 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 way bass is emulated, to me, I don't know if it's noticeable to most people, but I can usually tell if it's emulated. Yeah. Like in a, or if it, I thought like maybe it was digitized or, or uh, yeah, I guess that is the word I'm looking for. I thought it was dig digitally reconstructed. Hmm. Yes, yeah, I think it's because it has that, um, the, uh, the octave pedal kind of, it, it's kind of does a thing where if, uh, if your if, if your guitar is not like perfectly in tune, and if it's or if it's not in standard tuning or something, it kind of tries to find the right note. So it kind of does like a like a it kind of gets like a pixely is the best way to describe it. But it kind of does like a thing where it kind of it kind of like goes up and down in a, in a way, and it kind of kind of goes rogue where when it's like trying to find the right note to <laughs> to octave. Well, it's it's it probably kind of like a, like a almost artificial sound. Yeah. It's like the poor pedal, it's looking through TV static for a fucking note in whatever tuning you're in, right? Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's working overtime trying to find you. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. It's like auto-tune, basically. <laughs> Pain of, uh, whatever. of power violence. <laughs> whatever music we find. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's good. I, I, I think... I don't have anything else, but I'm glad that we came up with shit on the fly. That's cool. <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the first time I've ever done that, to be honest. I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. I had uh, a friend of mine does his own podcast thing. Um, and I was like, oh, I write out all my questions, eh? And he's like, oh, fuck, I stopped doing that after, like, episode 20. And I was like, that's fucked. I couldn't imagine just thinking of shit on the fly, but... It seems yeah. hard. Yeah, imagine you get you kind of get more comfortable with it. Um, I imagine it's yeah, it's like anything else. I mean, interviewing's a weird skill. You know, it, it, seems, it seems like it's hard to. I would not be good at it. Like, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm good at it. I'm just always happy that bands are down to talk with me. To be honest, I, I think you're pretty good. You seem, you seem, you seem like a natural. You're com you seem oh. comfortable. I think that's like uh, that's like half of it. Okay. Especially, yeah. especially after a year of not socializing. We, we've had some I'm, some I'm interviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys have had awkward interviews. Um, I think it might be on our end. Oh, true. Okay. <laughs> well, you guys are doing fine today. I'm glad you thought I was uh, chill enough natural, I guess. 
I've done a lot of telemarketing and uh, I hate telemarketers, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. Yeah, I've done enough customer service, but I, I feel like I'm still, uh, sometimes you get flustered, you know? Yeah, I just feel like uh, it's hard to be interviewed and I feel like I come across really strange on an interview, so. <laughs> I think everyone feels that way though. I've had, I've, had, I've had way more nervous, awkward shit shows that I've had to edit and record and talk with, so. Yeah. Some some bands won't even come on because they're like, yeah, no, that just seems awkward. I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't blame I you. Think it is, but just do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have like a favorite record label, or so they're like they're like a, a collective you're big into? Uh, oh yeah. We this is, I mean it's 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 we're kind of uh, <laughs> dipping into I, I don't know if this is dipping into our own that. basket here, but uh, Nerve Alter who put our record out, um, it's probably it's probably my favorite DIY label right probably my favorite label right now. Um, they're really good. And reactive protest in Europe. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... But, like, To Live really a Lie know. is cool. To Live a Lie is cool. I just, I just got into them, too. They're sweet. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff on there. Yeah. Uh, Iron Lung puts a lot of good stuff out. Um... Who is that, sorry? Iron Lung. They, like, they do, they put out mostly like, punk stuff. Um, funny cool. enough, it's, like, based off a of Powerbounds fan, but, um... Yeah, that's kind of like obviously like you know like toxic state and stuff, mm -hmm. stuff. But I think as far as like, I think um, yeah, Nerve Alter is definitely like the most. It's really niche. And I think they do what they do really well. I think he's he he, he makes really good picks. Yeah, I would agree. That's a good answer. I'm glad I asked that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't know if I have any more fucking questions. If I think of something <laughs> off the top of my head in my next second here will definitely let you know but i don't think i got is there something you guys wanted to talk about or wanted to be asked that i mean the floor is yours the microphone is yours right you can say whatever the fuck you want on this show i don't care i think uh I don't, not I think, particularly I think yeah anything other than what the name means i, I that's a question that's we it's, it's an overrated question let <laughs> see i try not to ask that because I, I figured i was gonna be like hey what's your band name mean you guys would be like i don't know it fucking sound cool shut up yeah that, that was basically it and yeah. now people yeah. think oh, like at shows would be like they're turning the frogs gay and, uh, it's like i'm not a conspiracy <laughs> theorist <laughs> can i keep that in the show because that's fucking Sorry. stupid <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> that's so dumb take yeah. it out i will i'll take it out that's so dumb no yeah, i think as soon as i as soon as i saw the band name i was like they for sure were just like yeah that sounds heavy man does that sound hard that sounds hard let's use it yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with conspiracy theories or alex jones or any of that <laughs> it was an unfortunate choice in band name i don't think so i think it sounds dope you don't think it sounds too conspiratorial? Not at all. No, actually, the second I, I thought of it, I was like, I was like, fucking heavy chemical, cool. That's good to hear. Like, that's what it is, right? It's a chemical. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, it's, it's actually, it's a toxic chemical. That's my point, toxic chemical. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, this band's going to be fucking heavy. Sure enough, this band was fucking heavy, so it was perfect. <laughs> that, that's what we want people to hear. <laughs> Can I keep that part in then? <laughs> to keep it all in bucket. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, it was a. It definitely took on a. In the last few years, it it definitely took on a different thing. Um. But yeah, there, sometimes we'll get tagged in these hilarious Facebook posts and stuff. It'll be like some like uh, you know, like there'll be like the one doctor who who disagrees with consensus, and he'll go rogue and be like. 
and he'll just dedicate his whole career to floor to like fluoride pollution for some reason, and he'll be like, he'll disappear forever. Yeah, this is, this, this is the, they'll like share our music and be like, see, like these kids are, are, are ingesting fluoride. This is what your brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what fluoride does. See, it's a gnarly band name. You get tagged in weird shit. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. like, there's some weird stuff that pops up, but is is this the kind of shit that inspires your lyrics, Susie? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only no. Jersey Fairy. <laughs> On a serious question, what what is inspiring your your lyrics? Um, I guess like mostly like at least for disentanglement, it was like kind of like a personal, uh, it sounds corny, but it was like kind of like a, a growth kind of inspired thing. Cause I, uh, I had just gotten out of an abusive relationship after oh, I'm sorry, about, about the time of writing that album. It was kind of just like a, like a taking back the narrative kind of thing. Like most of the songs kind of relate to that. And there's like some songs that are like political thrown in and like, just like kind of dealing with other subjects, but like as a whole, like the album was like, just like kind of like a personal growth kind of thing. Cool. I'm excited to uh, get the album. There's a lyric sheet in it, I assume, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Cause I don't think there's any on the band camp, is there? Yeah, we don't have it on the band camp. <laughs> because ashamed of my lyrics. Cause I'm, yeah. I don't think I'm a good writer. What, you don't think you're a good writer? No, so I was just like, put them on the least amount of things possible. Oh God. I always wondered, it was like some bands just don't put their lyrics on Bandcamp, but I mean, I, if I buy a fucking physical album of anything and there's no lyrics in it, I get furious. <laughs> I, I get that. It's like, we'll put it, like, if we're going to, like, release, like, a vinyl, it's like, of course, we'll put the lyrics, but I just, like, I guess just not in the Bandcamp. Especially with, with screamed vocals, it's like, you know, like, let's not pretend I can understand every fucking yeah. word you're saying. I have the ear to understand some of the screamed vocals, and I, I think I'm pretty good with it, but... What asshole is going to honestly tell you they can hear every single word the first couple times and know what you're screaming about? Like, yeah. Once you read it and you hear it once or twice, then it's there forever. But Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's I think it's actually thing. on. I think you can get the lyrics. I think the printout, like a picture of the lyrics is on our, like, Discogs. You can find it online if you search hard enough. Oh, good. I'll, I'll fire my research team. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, it is funny when bands don't put their their uh, their lyrics. I like it when they do, but I always assume that they're just like not comfortable with it. Yeah. I think like, and a lot of times when they do put it, it's like something where you can tell it's like, oh, this is definitely polished. Like someone took a lot of time. Yeah. yeah and making sure this is like something that's like, uh, it's a peer edited and shit. And making sure <laughs> there's, they got their, their Grammarly out and making sure there's no typos in yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah. The difference between lyricists and fucking poets, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's um what's new for fluoride in twenty twenty one? You got any last words, shout outs, plugs, causes? Uh we have nothing coming up that we know of. I um, hope we will. Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully we can play at least one show in twenty twenty one. That would be nice. That would be nice, but <laughs> it's up in the air. Any plugs? Yeah, uh, donate to Food Not Bombs in your area. There probably is one. Um, I don't know if it's in Canada, but in the U.S. They, the US. They're everywhere. Um, they're like, you know, do like food distribution, mutual aid stuff. Super important, especially now. Um, other than that, that's kind of all we got. Uh, yeah, Any anything else you got? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's been fun.